Hey folks, welcome to As If Words Could Heal the Wounds, a podcast where we dive into the stories behind the songs of my first full-length album. I'm Ben Grace, an Aussie singer-songwriter who's been messing up Americana since 2011. Together with my friend and patron Chris Roberts, we'll discuss all 10 songs on the record and feature cameos from some of the people who influenced and helped make this record. Just a few notes before we get started. First, the album is now out. So, the minute you finish this episode, go stream it, heart it, save it, playlist it, or even better, buy it, wherever you like to get your music. If you've already done all of those things, then please consider leaving a review on iTunes or Amazon Music. Every little bit counts. I'm looking forward to hearing what you think of the record. Second, every week since the pandemic locked us down in early March, my housemates and I have been bringing joy and mayhem in the form of a show we like to call Heathen Happy Hour. It's about 90 minutes of cover songs by request, Gilmore Girls-esque rapid-fire conversation and hilarity, or at least we think so. Tune into our Facebook page, facebook.com slash heathenpodcast, at 7pm Pacific. That's 10pm for American East Coasters and 12pm for Australian East Coasters. Can't wait to see you in the comments. Lastly, this album and the podcast is made possible by the generosity of my patrons, or the drinking buddies as I refer to them affectionately. For only a little less than Donald Trump pays in taxes every month, you too can be part of the community that supports my art. Patronage is a way that artists have made their living throughout the centuries. Back in the classical period, Mozart's father was not managing the merch table at his concerts to pay the bills. So join the revolution and help me release music. Over the past two years, I've released a song about every other month, and my patrons get access to demos, live music, and more. You can head to my website, that's bengracemusic.com, and click on the Patreon link. Thanks in advance for your generosity. Okay, so let's jump into today's episode with my buddy Chris and I talking about the fourth song on the record, Come to Bed My Darling. I uh, had this moment when a friend of mine, uh, Suzanne Castle, this morning Colby asked us to hold, uh, in a meditative space, asked us to hold people in our lives that have loved us well. Uh, And Suzanne's face came to mind because when I was in Texas uh, with Paul on the very last end of that tour that we did together, um, she helped set up a show and she walked across after the thing. She's an Enneagram 7 and she's a loud huge you've met have you met Suzanne at all no oh, but god you guys I just, love each other I just know the seven I just know the sevens that I yeah. know and I'm imagining she is she is a red-headed loud massive laughed huge personality that like just lights up a room I just absolutely adore her and and she walked across and she gave me this massive hug she was like that was fabulous and then in the next that step she grabbed me by the shoulders and looked me in the eye and she was like I'm going to call you tomorrow because you're going through some shit. And I'm like... <laughs> I'm like, okay. Um, and, and she called me and, and sure enough, like we spent some time on the phone and obviously she'd been through some stuff. And this is what I, this mm. is what I, I figured out in this season of my life is that uh, there are people walking in the shadows, right? And they've been through it. You know, they've lost someone... They've, their life's been upended, they've gone bankrupt, you know, life hasn't worked out the way they thought or planned or the way they were taught that it was, you know, taught or planned. And they're carrying these stories and they see you, you know, they, mm. they really get it. And, um, yeah. 
Suzanne was one of those people and we just talked and she shared her story and I shared my story and she just said to me, looking in the face and, and was just like, hey, if you need anything, you call me. She's like, if you need a place to work, if you need some money, you call me. And so I got off back off tour and it all went belly up, you know, in, in New York and I called her and she had me for like a month down in Texas living on a ranch in Jacksboro, which is an hour uh, northwest of Fort Worth, Texas. It's in the middle of nowhere, really. It's, I think the town is 98% Republican. There's a, there's a, there's the largest <laughs> women's jail in Texas is, is there in the county. Uh, it's a fascinating, fascinating place. And I lived on these two ranches by myself uh, for, for a month. Here's the legendary Suzanne Castle telling her side of that story. So two years ago, I invited Ben Grace to come to Texas. My hope was that he would spend six weeks in an artist Sabbath, so to speak. Really, that is just a time for him to just be and write, create, sleep, do whatever it is that he needed to do. He was emerging from a time of great franticness that I noticed. And Ben kind of put it out there that he was looking for something different. And and I was looking for a creative partner. And so here he came to Texas. And I was so excited to show him what Texas life really was in a small town, not what you see on TV, not what the media will tell you, but the deep heartedness that people in Texas have. And this little small town called Jacksboro embraced him. Ben, of course, embraced everyone else as he has a way of doing. He's so charming and he made friends with all different kinds of cowboys and ranchers and teachers and he stayed on a ranch. And it was at that ranch that the deep starry skies of Texas and the coyotes and the cicadas and the cattle called out to him and gave him a different backdrop of sound that one night in the middle of the night, he stood on a porch and wrote a song. Now, I remember waking up as my phone went off. I don't know. It was in the middle of the night. And Ben was, I wrote a song. I wrote a song. You'll have it in the morning. Okay. And as I listened to the lullaby in the early hours of the morning, it was so soothing. And it was almost as if all the franticness that Ben brought to Texas had just drifted away with the big skies of Texas. And instead, he had recaptured his way of telling story in song, not always with this kind of hard handedness, but with a lightness. And that lightness has emerged on this album to continue to, to tell us stories that are meaningful and important, that change lives and encourage us to action, but at the same time remind us that we need community and that we need rest and that we need beauty. And I am so grateful that Ben found the Texas skyline to be a place of healing and hope for him. On the second ranch, uh, they had this beautiful covered porch that, that was basically all, all um, you know, it was all closed in uh, because the insects are insane. So, but you could sit out at night and sit out on the porch and kind of, you know, uh, for me there was only one corner of the porch where I actually could get some cell service. Um, and so, okay. you know, I would have dinner and kind of spend some time by myself and I was reading Barbara Brown Taylor's Learning to Walk in the Dark, which is an amazing book, I don't know if you read that, but it's insane. And um, I was reading that book, and then when I had this one little corner where I'd retreat to with a homemade margarita, and we'd sort of text some folks and, and kind of send you know updates to people. And 
I was working out a lot. Like I was running crazy. It was so hot in Texas. It was still like heat of summer, like running in 100 degree heat, you know. And one night I'd come in after the, the come in after running and I'm just on the way to shower, just shedding clothes. Cause I was just like, just sweating. And I walked past the mirror and I think there's something about the silence of the place because no one was, it was five miles from anywhere else, you know, five miles from any, and I didn't, I don't usually have music around the house when I'm kind of at home, you know, I'm kind of lost in my own thoughts a lot of time. I think there was something about the quietness and the solitary nature of it, going from a city of, you know, 10 million people to a town of 5,000 and none of them anywhere mm -hmm. near me. I walked past the, into the bathroom or past the mirror towards the shower and I looked sideways and I caught a thought. Like I think I finally caught what I thought of myself because I caught this thought of like, you're disgusting. Mm -hmm. And it just, it, it just grabbed me that like, that's mm. how I think about myself. Like I just have such a low image of, my, of, of myself. And here I was trying to claw my way out of, you know, kind of just the mess that I thought I'd made and claw this way out of this, this failure of this marriage and this failure of this church thing that I've been, been doing and just all the self-loathing that I think was underpinned under all this theology I'd learnt, you know, that was about how you basically, you know, you're a worm, you're worthless, all this sort of Calvinistic kind of stuff. And it was there, it was embedded in my head. And it was, it was a shocking moment for me to kind of learn that was what it was. And so that was when I started really intentionally trying to look in the mirror. You know, as cheesy as it sounds, you know, like naked looking at the mirror and telling myself a different story. And, and, yeah. and uh, you know, oftentimes it would be like the same thing, sitting out on the porch naked, you know, writing and, and just trying to connect with this kind of creative spirit, the creative soul and listening to the coyotes howl in the background. Um, and so this song, whilst this song feels like courting the other, you know, courting someone who you want to go to bed with and it kind of feels like this kind of, mm -hmm. this song, that song I think is about the search for intimacy with myself, you know, this idea of yeah. come to bed, my darling, the night's much too loud, you know, is like that, that night was loud in my head, you know, the, the thoughts were loud inside me and, and this kind of like, I'd rather not, you know, drift off to deep sleep in these cold sheets alone. It was this kind of feeling of loneliness in myself. I was distant. I didn't know my story. I didn't know my voice. I didn't know, you know, how to how to love myself. And so that song, whilst it, it, it you know, I think a lot of people were like, oh, that's just a cheeky little song about wanting to try and, you know, get someone <laughs> a bed, is more, I think, about Barbara Brown Taylor's book and the darkness and my fear of that, the fear of the mm -hmm. darkness inside myself, the fear of the self-loathing, the fear of that, that I might never kind of learn that intimacy with myself first you know yeah um so that's the story of come to bed my darling so that's <laughs> i don't tell it all that often <laughs> i think i told that on a heathen podcast because that was the, na the the name of the the episode it was naked and unafraid i hope you enjoyed the story behind the song there haven't been any voice memos to play or instrumentation to unpack this week because this song fell out mostly in one piece and it was recorded on that porch in texas only a few days after the song was written with just myself and the manicaster and the choir of crickets behind it. So here's the song in full.
Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of As If Words Could Heal the Wounds. Don't forget to subscribe and rate this podcast wherever you're listening. And if you enjoyed today's episode, send it to a Texan. The record is out now, so go stream it, heart it, save it, playlist it, or even better, buy it wherever you like to get your music. Back next week with the fifth song off the album, Colorado. Bye for now.